Sport Press. Yo, who tell us we ain't gonna win, man? Really? He's a bozo. A fucking bozo. Really? Yeah, we did a lot for the wins. Came in a drop on the 10. Now we on top, top once again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I had to tighten the plan. Yeah, I got it right in the end. Ay. Now we on top, top once again. I don't want it if it ain't love. If it ain't get it away from me. Who you gon' jack if it ain't us? LABB to the bakery. Some niggas mad that I came up. I know my granny gon' pray for me. It was just us in the vacancy. We had to get it from A to B. Wheels never felt like this. Two seats in the hills, how feel righteous. Blue sheets for the mills for the You are now listening to the Full Sport Press Podcast, featuring hosts. Jay Hove, Chef, Wheezy, and Coach Locke. Please enjoy the show. Greetings and salutations. I would like to welcome everybody back and some of you for the first time to the Full Sport Press Podcast, the premier sports podcast for the consummate sports fan. And this is your one-stop shop for all sports-related news and topics. Before we get started, I am Jay Hove. It's your boy, Big Jeff. Wheezy's back in the building. Say what's up, Wheezy. What's going on? What's going on, y'all? <laughs> Coach like back to say what's up, Cam. What's happening? What's happening? What's happening, fellas? How is everybody doing? All right, man. We're here. We're here yes, for we another are. one, man. Yes, we are. Episode number 353, man. We're breaking down Super Bowl 55. FSP style. Always FSP style. You better damn know it. Better damn believe it. Let's kick it off. Best of the week, Weezy. What you got, man? The best of the week for me was uh, Tennessee, man. They finally got a head coach. They got a sneaky athletic director, so he's going to get fired really soon. So they're going to have another bad season. I, I like that. Shout out to Yoski, man. Tough times. Tough times for him. What about you, Jeff? Man, I, I got two of them this week, man. Um, first, young Caleb Plant, Nashville's on. Got a big fight this weekend against Caleb Truex. Going to be on Fox. You know, we love a good free fight, coach. So it's on free TV this weekend. Get to check that out. Definitely not missing that. And then also keep it in the boxing world. Looks like Floyd Mayweather versus old Jake Paul is getting postponed from February 20th. Hopefully that doesn't happen at all. Thank you, boxing gods, for that getting postponed and hopefully not ever happening. Indefinite, for sure. Coach, what you got? Best of the week. Best of the week for me, man. Finished up my season this week. Played our last game, man. Finished that thing off the right way. Beat the brakes off somebody, so we finished the season six and one because of COVID. They shortened the season on us, but we finished the right way, man. So everything went all good. We didn't have no district tournament, nothing this year because of COVID. They just let us play games, so still finished up good. Shout out to the guys, man. Uh, my best of the week is a seven year anniversary. It's our pod anniversary, fellas. Yeah, right. Yeah, man. We appreciate every listener, subscriber, everybody that helps keep this well-oiled machine churning out 350-plus episodes, man. You are greatly appreciated. I mean, keep telling a friend, man, for sure. Hey, Weezy, you going to dance for the celebration? You going to give him a little Harlem Shake or something? Go ahead. Yeah, Harlem Shake it to the way. Let's do it. Nah, I can't do it. I ain't got no eyebrows, man. I, I'm having a bad moment right now. All right. All right. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, right back to you, man. Worst of the week. Clearly, we know what your worst of the week is. We <laughs> that's one of them for sure. I ain't know that shit. But uh, <laughs> my second worst of the week was uh, 
stock market this week, man. It did some crazy things. They don't want us to win, Weezy. They want to keep the common man down, man. That's all. True. Weird, man. What you got, Jeff? All right, man. I'm gonna keep mine in boxing. After after he knocked after his knockout victory here early, well, late in 2020, Ryan Garcia called out Coach Locks guy Tank Davis. Called him out. Said he wanted to fight him. It's gonna be one of the biggest fights of 2021. What does Ryan Garcia do after calling out Tank Davis? Takes a fight with Manny Pacquiao. No one wants to see this, one, Ryan. We know what you're doing. We know the money's the money's bigger with a Pacquiao fight. We get it, but you can't call out Tank, calling him this, saying this. You're gonna whoop him. You're gonna do all these things. Then take a fight against the aging Manny Pacquiao. What you got, Coach? My worst of the week, man. Black woman got brutally assaulted in the Harlem liquor store after she turned him down. Come on, my man. He offered to buy her wine. She declined it, said, no, thank you. She walks out. A group of guys, including this guy, jump her outside. World be a better place, man. And your partners, they ain't nothing either because y'all watched them do it. Shit is that. Shout out to the dudes that showed up the next day looking for him, though. So once they got out, shout out to the guys that showed up looking for him and shut that shut their liquor store down until they come to their show in their face. Shout out to them. Yeah, I'm right. Shout out to them for sure, man. My worst of the week. <laughs> Damn, because I thought you was that somebody got cute. I ain't going to lie. That's rough. Um, My worst of the week is Coach K. He went off on a student report after a loss. Coach K is struggling, like every – College coaches with their basketball team right now, but he got to relax, man. He has since apologized, but can't take off on a kid like that. Looks ugly on you, coach. I know you can't pass the bag out this year because Zion ran it hot, but listen, take these L's. Roy took those L's last year. Take these L's in stride like a man, dog. He said, What, Jack? He said, What's your major? And so the kid's like, Economics. He's like, Have you? Think about taking the hardest econ test you've ever had and you walk out of the test and somebody says, how could you do better on that test? I don't know. He's just, you know, just old and crotchy. Hey, relax, Coach K. Take these L, sorry ass team. A kid better than me because I'd have said, I got to study better. Now, how you going to win your next game? Yeah, it's a kid. He's talking, you know, he's a dude kid. He's just excited. Right. Coach K, man. Come on, man. Just blame it on COVID, Coach K. Like, yeah, nah, hell no. Nah. Nope, we ain't, nope, I ain't shooting no bail. They always shooting some bail. Stay classy, Coach K. Stay classy, for sure. Now, make sure you check us out on iTunes, Facebook, IG, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, Beyond Pod, YouTube, and, of course, the SoundCloud page to catch up on the full archive of past episodes of FSP. How do you do that? Just search Full Sport Press Podcast. Now, when you get through doing that, make sure you check out the On Deck TV Hip Hop Podcast with Animal Brown and Spike Lute every Wednesday. The latest issue is up, the 2011 Revisited episode. They're going back in the time chamber again. Weez, what was you doing in 2011, man? It should be rich. Nah, yeah. I know, what, I know what he was doing. I was shaking. Man, we rocking with it. Now that was that was before 2011. Really. Nah, he was singing right. Marvin's Room. Definitely singing Marvin's oh, Room. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> oh hell yeah! I was singing Marvin's Room. You got that whole how that how that started with cups of the rose. What else? It's just in my old phone. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, <laughs> nah, Marvin's Room. Dirty making at its finest, man. Top tier. Top, top tier. Top tier. Top tier. Top tier. Top tier. For sure. Let's move right along, man, because it gets tricky with that Marvin's room. Fresher than you ever. Yeah,
featuring myself and my dog, Animal Brown, is a self-help fashion podcast directly related to improving everyday fashion. We have a monthly issue coming up soon in February, but between that time, check out the Would You Rocks on the IG page directly for the culture, man. Where your kicks? Cop responsible. Also, Realville Family Patreon page features full sport press on deck TV, fresher than your average, and much, much more. Join the Patreon family. Episodes are up right now. Support the team. Support the real Jeff. Yes, sir. On the clock. You have 10 good wrestling seconds. Yes, sir. Let's do it. All right, fellas. It's a big weekend. It's Royal Rumble weekend. Y'all ready for it? Another episode of Who Gets the W? All right. We're going to do it a little bit different this week because it is Royal Rumble, okay? I'm going to have two matches in two scenarios. All right. First match for the Raw Heavyweight Championship. We got Goldberg going against the champ, Drew McIntyre. Coach Locke, who gets the W? They better not get his shit to Goldberg. I'm going Drew McIntyre. Weezy. I'm going Goldberg, man. Okay. J-Ho. Give me Goldberg. Gosh. Going Goldberg myself. I'm going Goldberg as well. All right. And the next match is for the SmackDown Championship. We got Roman Reigns. He's the champ versus Kevin Owens. J-Ho. Give me Roman Reigns. Coach Lott. Got to go with Roman Reigns, man. Weezy. Kevin Owens. Oh, it's a bad pick. And Roman Roman Reigns. They still remember some Jay saying he go he going with the easy pick. All right, all right. So next, we got two scenario a prediction. I should say scenario in the actual Royal Rumble match. You guys know how that works. It's thirty competitors. A person comes to the ring every two minutes. The winner gets a championship match at WrestleMania. All right. So who gets the W in the Royal Rumble? The favorites are Big E, Seth Rollins, Edge, Daniel Bryan, Brock Lesnar, if he returns, or the field. You take any of the five favorites or the field. Coach Locke. Give me the field. Wheezy. Seth Rollins. So you take the, one of the five favorites, okay? Yeah. And Jay Hove. Uh, give me the five favorites. Give me Daniel Bryan. Okay, I'm going the field. Going the field. All right. And, and also, same scenario for the women's match. We got Bianca Belair, Rhea Ripley, or Nia Jax as the favorites or the field. J Ho. Sticking with the favorites. All right. Coach Locke. Bianca. Bianca. Weezy. I'm going to go with the field on that one. If they're smart, it's Bianca Belair. I'm going Bianca Belair. She's a superstar. As always, make sure you tune in each and every Thursday to 808s and Chair Shops. We got our Royal Rumble preview actually going to be uploaded this weekend. So make sure you tune in for that. And as always, you might not like it, but your auntie loves wrestling, man. Real, real quick question. What's up? On <laughs> Realville Media, Royal Rumble, who's out the ring first? <laughs> you, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not. You're going to win. I think Spike loses his ass out of there first. I think I saw Spike. I think we all team up on uh, M Extra. I think everybody just gang up on him. I ain't going to lie. Twin got to go first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Twin. I forgot about Twin. Twin got to go first. Uh, then I'm going to get Sean Walsh out of there, too. Sean Walsh got to go, too. I want, <laughs> Sean Walsh got to go, too. I'm close line here. Sean Walsh going to hit you with that forearm shiver, man. You, <laughs> man, you ain't going nowhere. <laughs> 
I'm a coastline trying to watch that. He got to get out of there too. <laughs> Woo! us with questions throughout the week at Full Sport Press. Don't forget to comment and give us a thumbs up or a thumbs down on the YouTube page, on the iTunes page. Please rate and subscribe. And more importantly, don't forget to tell a friend. To tell a friend. Tell a friend. To tell a friend. That the revolution will be podcasted. And before we start the first half, Wheezy, do you have a yellow box of Cheerios award recipient for the listeners? I do. This week's award recipient is Chad Willer. Damn right it is. Former Seattle Seahawks offensive tackle Chad Wheeler was formally charged Wednesday following his arrest on suspicion of felony assault, domestic violence. The woman told police that Wheeler, whom she's been dating for right around six months, has bipolar disorder. He had been taking his meds recently. She said Wheeler had a manic episode and was not provoked by any sort, but rather began suddenly snapped and went into a dark place and told her to stand up and bow to him. Actual rest of it is very graphic. Read on that if you want to. Um, the woman was taken to a hospital because of pain in her left arm. Scans revealed she, she had a fractured humerus bone and a dislocated elbow in the arm and clear signs of strangulation. Wheeler was booked into King County Jail early Saturday morning and released after posting a $400,000 bail bond. Chad Wheeler, where would be a better place, dog? Yeah, where would be a better place on his ass? Where would be yeah, a better right, place? man. Them pictures yeah, look bad, man. Pictures yeah. of face look bad, dog. That was some bullshit. And that's he the did, thing, he... man. Like, when you have a mental disorder, got to stay medicated. Just like being in a situation where you are diabetic, you don't take your metformin, your medication, yeah. you will be in trouble. And uh, mental health is the exact same thing, man. So, well, how I you did. getting that to him, Weezy? Shit, that might be on his way now. That might be on his way. I need to whip his ass my damn self. You don't, don't want to show up, but you don't want to get that to him. With you. You now, now granted, you're going to need some help with him. You're yeah. going to need some help no, with him. I got a six shooter for his oh. ass. Okay, all right. Oh, you, okay, all right. You all guys right. ready to get started the first half? Let's do it. We don't need no incriminations here. Let's go. <laughs> the first half is underway. Full sport press. First half, the hottest sports news of the past week, like we do each and every week here at the Full Sport Press Podcast. Before we get started, I am Jay Ho. It's your boy, Big Jeff. It's what it do. It's your man, Coach Lock. Lock, where can they find you at on social media, my brother? And they can find me on Twitter and IG at Lock underscore the underscore great. That's T H A. Get at me. Yeah, yeah. Weezy, what about you, young? <laughs> I'm at FSP underscore Weezy on IG and I'm at Hot Weezy on Twitter. I love yeah, you. Are. Yeah, you are. How do you spell that, Weezy, Jay? Wrong. <laughs> wrong. <laughs> Most definitely. <laughs> Jeff, what about you, young? I'm Jay Easley 84 across all social media platforms. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you yeah. are. And I'm Jay Hove on Instagram and Twitter, man. Let's have a conversation on Twitter. <laughs> Let's kick the first half off with some NFL talk, man. When the 2021 season rolls around, Deshaun Watson, all likelihood, going to be with the new team. The Pro Bowl quarterback has formally requested a trade from the Houston Texans. After the relationship between the two sides deteriorated over the last few weeks and months, clearly. And Watson's MVP caliber talent and him just being 25 years old, he's going to be the biggest offseason prize out there. The Texans have came out and said that Deshaun Watson will be their quarterback. The new coach that was announced said that he looks forward to working with Deshaun Watson. Is this going to happen? And who should make the move to get D.Y.? We'll start with you, coach. I don't know if it's going to happen with them saying that they're not going to trade him. 
And part is going to suck if they don't trade him. Watson's going to be in a bad situation because he's going to be getting fined $50,000 per day for skipping training camp. He owed the Texans $5.4 million per year for each of the next four years for $21.6 million. And he would have to sacrifice $10.54 million in the 2021 salary if he doesn't play. So I don't see them getting rid of him if they don't really want to. Now, I pray that he goes to San Francisco. Those runners are starting to become bigger. We know we had Jimmy Garoppolo to last the Super Bowl in 2019. Injuries hurts this year, but I've been on record saying you put Deshaun Watson with our healthy team and we Super Bowl bound because with that running game, you got to respect it. But the fact that he can throw the ball down the field and the play action will demolish teams. So hopefully he's a 49 when it's said and done. That sounds just about right. Uh, with the 49ers, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo and your coach, he, they, they don't like each other. He's fun. The world's found out Jimmy Garoppolo really is not nice like that. But Jimmy Garoppolo may have a job open back up for him in uh, New England, too. It's, it's there if he wants to go. I've read that there are 17 teams um, that are looking to make this move. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> 17 teams is insane, but it makes sense. Thinking about of those 17 teams, I can agree with most of them. Yeah. Well, I can agree with all of them, actually. Just don't let him go to Miami. Whatever you do, please. I don't want to see him in Miami. I don't want to deal with that two games a year. Um, I can deal with the quarterback they got now. He has to learn how to play football in the NFL. He got a couple more years before he's ready, if he's going to be ready, right? But Watson is ready. With that defense, that's scary. Nah, please keep him out of Whatever you do, just keep him out of Miami. And don't forget, he does have a trade clause in his contract. So he gets to pretty much to control wherever he goes anyway. Well, the team that has the most packages they could do for him, Denver, man. They can give up the number nine pick. Blend a couple of picks with that, possibly Drew Locke and one of those running backs that they have. Put Houston in a sweet spot immediately to land a quarterback to figure out a year or two after that. But do you, if you're Deshaun Watson, which Jeff mentioned, he has a no trade clause. Do you want to battle with Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert for the next couple of years? Hell no. They do have Cortland Sutton and they do have Jerry Judy. And a great tight end as well. But, man, that defense in Denver is solid. But that division is rough. That's a rough-ass division, dog. But, you know, you know, you go to Denver, as soon as you pass the – if you get to the 50-yard line, they, it's points on the boards. They in field goal range. I, I keep hearing about the he, – he likes the Jets in New York. I don't understand why. He just wants a big market. What about Todd McShay coming out and saying that Deshaun Watson would be a slight upgrade over Sam Darnold? A slight mm-hmm. upgrade. The hell? He wanted some up clicks. He wanted some attention. He wants some. that strange part of the name. year. Super Bowl is about to happen. It's gonna be real quiet for certain people in sports. They gotta say stuff to take relevant. You gotta mm-hmm. skip over that type of shit. Like, nobody, no, nah, we, we ain't here for that. Facts. Facts. All right. So while we're talking about trades, we're gonna talk about some more trades just in a different sport. Bradley Bill with the Washington Wizards, who leads the league in scoring at 34.5 points per game. Is coming into his last contract year, but the season isn't going like he thought it was. They had Russell Westbrook come in. They thought that was going to help by pairing him with Bill, but it's not working. Westbrook has been in the fish, shooting 37% from the field, taking over 18 shots. He also leads the league in turnovers at 5.1. My question for you guys, should Brad Bill demand a trade to get out of Washington? I'm going to go say my piece real quick. Absolutely, he should. But he needs to have, God rest his soul, 
one of the Kobe Bryant moments where Kobe Bryant said, man, y'all suck. Y'all take off my shoe. Y'all suck. You need to go and tell his teammates, y'all suck. I'm out here killing them. Man, Russell knocked hit him in his jaw. Well, he needs to do that. (laughs) He needs to do that. Kobe did it, and they played better. God bless the dead. Kobe was talking to Nick Young and the Smush Parkers of the world. Let's just be realistic about that moment. Great moment to watch. You know, talking to Rob Pelinka, all that. Yeah, yeah, cool, cool, cool. He wasn't talking to nobody that was really about nothing, though. Like, he was talking to a lot of sub-tier players. But moving on to, to the case in point, uh, Bradley Bill is 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 killing it. Um, as Jay would mention a lot of times, a lot of empty a lot of empty baskets, a lot of empty points. Um, it's 35 meaningless points. He's not doing anything to help anybody else on the field, on the court. Um, he can score. He can score the best of them. Keep scoring, Brad. Like, do what you got to do. Demand the trade. Blow it up. It's not really working. Scott Brooks, can't, Scott Brooks can't coach. We know this. We've seen this. We understand this. That should have been the thing from the start. Um, I feel bad for Bradley Bill. These are the best years of his life, and he's killing it. So I hope – I mean, I keep hearing that they're going to put together a package pause for him to go to the Lakers. That's scary. That just, that just got real scary for him to go to the Lakers. That's terrifying to me. Um, and we could just fast forward to the finals at that point. So – yeah, he should trade. He demand a trade. Get out of there, blow it up, and just let Russ run rough shot and lose every game and have fun doing it. They're doing that already, dog. He's not having fun though. Apparently, he's trying to fight everybody every game. He's not having fun. <laughs> a Bradley Bill trade is inevitable. I think nothing has gone right for the Wizards for everything that Locke mentioned. Washington's got to start over, man. Bill needs a fresh start. I think one team that can do it: the Golden State Warriors. Trade Wiseman, either Oubre or it won't be Oubre, it'll be Wiggins. And um, a future first-round pick that they had with the Timberwolves because they got his top three protected and then unprotected in 2022. So, go to state, man. They got to live in the moment. It's top priority to keep Steph Curry happy. He's in his prime right now. You can't put him in a situation where he's just out there playing for meaningless time right now. So, future without him. Pierce putting together super teams. It's time for Golden State to go all in, man. It's not gonna work. Why is it not gonna work in Golden State? They yes, said two up and down. He's slow. He moves. No, that's not gonna work. That's to, it that's might work anywhere else, uh-huh. but it's not working there. Moving him to the bench was a smart move. Twenty plus out the bench every night now. Just saying, give me no Brad Bill. You there. can't pull the plug on that young man that quick, man. That's a lot. If you get Brad Bill. Then the next year you got Clay. You can't put Clay at the three. Can't you should Clay six seven every night. You want Clay checking the three every night? He he checks the three every night anyway. He checks the one because they hide stuff. It depends no, on who they, they play. He checks he checks wings. The best on, wing person. Depending on who they play, if it's the one, he moves over to the one. They got a hide stuff. You know the that. best that you know the wing can be the point guard too. Whoever's the know, best wing so, person. We're saying guard. the same thing. We're saying the same thing. You can't hide stuff if he has to play the three. Brad Bill don't play no defense neither. Exactly. <laughs> but they're going to beat the hell out of teams for sure. I think they have to do this trade. It's a win-win for both teams. Bill gets to get out and be with a team that he can start over with. And the Wizards will get – it's only inevitable. And now the Wizards can start over with young talent. So, to me, this is a win-win for both the Wizards and Brad Bill. So, you got to make this trade happen. Moving on. All right. We don't talk about this sport much, but it was a big event. Let's take it to the octagon, fellas. 
Dustin, the Diamond Pierre, Pierre, I said it right that time, shocked the world, knocking out the notorious Conor McGregor in the second round of their rematch at UFC 257. Now, Conor McGregor was the heavy favorite and was looking forward to having matches against boxing matches against Manny Pacquiao, other return matches against Khabib. It's Conor done, guys, at this point. What do you think? Damn right he's done. I done. He's been treated special for the last two or three years, over and over again. And he was supposed to come in and capitalize off this opportunity. The event was for him, Jeff. It was for him to win. He got his ass cooked. He sleeping shit on the damn floor. He want to be out. humble now. He would have been an arrogant prick, though, if he would have won that fight. I get it. He's the money maker for the sport, but it's time to put that energy into some younger talent. He's done, man. And he's trying to get a rubber match. Listen, this one-one, he's gonna beat your ass again. You get in there and play with dude again. So yeah, Carmen Greg needs to be done. He must be UFC money on that one. That wasn't that wasn't the plan. I don't think he's done. I think he took this fight lightly and he didn't train like he typically would. And I didn't see all of it. Just saw a couple of highlights of it. And apparently he was winning the fight from what I'm hearing. He wasn't losing, he just happened to get caught. And when you know all it takes in those UFC or boxing matches get caught one time the wrong way and now you're done. So I think he will fight him again because the rumors are they talking about doing the part three or trilogy between them two because it was such a big draw. And now it'll bring in even more money because they've both beaten each other. It's one one. So this will break the tie. So I think he's going to fight him one more time. He's going to train a little more seriously, take it seriously, and then get this one last big payday and then I think he'll get out of there and try to get into something like acting because we know he can act. We, we know he draws and sells tickets, everything. So I think he'll fight this guy one more time and then get into acting and get out of there. I agree, Coach. I do think he he takes a third fight with him. I think this, like, to, to take Weezy's quote, this messed up the church's money because I do think if he won this fight, he was out of there. He was going to fight like somebody like Pacquiao in a boxing match or someone like that or one of the Paul brothers in an exhibition. And it was WrestleMania season. I know we joke about it all the time. He had Vince on line two. Maybe not line one, but he had Vince on line two. He knew what Ronda Rousey did moving around WrestleMania this time. And McGregor wants to check. And the check was in the WWE. And it was, he was headed that way. So he takes this third fight. Hopefully, like you said, Coach, you know, he got caught. He was winning the fight. He got caught. He blamed it on Rain Rust, not taking the sport seriously. And we joke on this like all the time. Same thing happened to Nate Robinson. You cannot play combat sports. You just can't do it. This is life, this life commitment, dedication. Once you take that time off, once you get used to not getting hit in the face and get and then get hit in the face, it's a whole different ball game, man. So I don't think he's done, but he definitely lost some luster. And I think that, that hurt the UFC in the long run because they don't have the stars right now. Brock is gone. Khabib is gone. McGregor's lost. Rousey's lost. A lot of the big names out of there. So we'll see. You ever move on to halftime? Let's, Let's get it. it. Let's do it. We're at the midway point. Enjoy all of the halftime festivities. Halftime. In case you missed it. I do that right, Jay? Yeah, you sound good. Huh? Okay, cool, 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 cool. The Peacock Network, that's NBC's streaming network, has acquired the WWE Network for a multi-year billion dollar deal. Woo! 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 Ow! Love that money! With the B, guys. Billion dollar deal. 
Now, if you break that down, this is the third billion-dollar deal for the WWE in the last three years and the second to come from NBC Universal. They signed a billion-dollar deal for the rights to broadcast Monday Night Raw, the three-hour show that comes on each and every Monday night. And now they have another billion-dollar deal to acquire the rights to the WWE Network, the streaming service that started it all, the first streaming service that I probably applied to, I subscribed to. So... What that means is, <clears throat> excuse me, going forward, the WWE's pay-per-views will be streaming live on Peacock. All of their original content from the WWE Network, that's including all their podcasts, all their TV shows, their old pay-per-views, the WCW pay-per-views, ECW pay-per-views, all of the stuff that we watch on the WWE Network is now going to be available on Peacock. WWE Network was $9.99 to subscribe. Now Peacock is $4.99. We still get commercials with $4.99, but still, $4.99. <clears throat> and on top of that, when does this deal take place? March 18th, the WWE Network goes away and goes to Peacock. What happens on the 21st? The two-night extravaganza of WrestleMania. Oh. Vince know how to get them checks, boy. <laughs> Jeff, I don't know how you snuck in two 10 good wrestling segments, but you pulled it off, bro. Yeah, it's all right. I tried, man. It was, it was a big week. Because this is like this is there. This is the WWE's equivalent to the Super Bowl. It's going to be a two night event in Tampa Bay. Twenty five thousand people on both nights. Wow! In the middle of a pandemic, it's going to be there, but it's going to be streaming live on the Peacock Network for again a billion dollars. But this is going. They're going to acquire that, and it's over seventeen hundred hours of content that they're going to get, plus all of their live pay per views and live specials. Wow! You know, WrestleMania is March twenty first. He getting that XFL money back. He know what he doing. He bounced back from XFL. Back. back. <laughs> Jeb, the question I got for you, I know everybody from Disney to Fox tried to buy WWE in the past, yep. right? Yep. And I think SmackDown is the only person that's not yep. airing on NBC, right? Correct. So is there a way that they're going to get, I'm sure they're going to probably get SmackDown soon, right? Once that deal with Fox expires. I think yep, it's like 2024. Yeah, well, yeah, 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 for a billion-dollar deal with uh, with SmackDown to go to Fox. And and eventually, because they get the old episodes, after a month, they start, they re-air on the WWE Network. I mean, it's a month old, but still, they still get them. So Fox tried. I mean, we had ESPN tried. They had, we had this talk last year during the pandemic when ESPN was re-airing old WrestleManias and was flirting with airing WrestleMania last year. It didn't happen, but it was a talk at that point. But can't turn out a B. A big yeah, pandemic right. is nuts. Bounce back. Yeah. Vince, man. <laughs> Vince a dog. He bounced all the way back. For sure. Good. Checks, Vince. Keep getting them checks. Damn right. You guys ready to get started? Second half. Do Let's it. Do it. Get it. The second half is underway. Full sport press. Second half Super Bowl 55 breakdown. Show 353. 353 of them things, man. Before we get started, I am J Ho. It's your boy, Big Jeff. It's your boy Weezy. What it do? It's your man, Coach Lock. Lock, we're inching closer and closer, man, to the biggest sporting event of the year. Kansas City Chiefs take on the Tampa Bay Bucks, Super Bowl 55 at Raymond James Stadium. It's going to be a departure from the norm for both teams this year because the NFC's Bucks operating as the home team. And when I say home team, home they the crib. Team. They, the crib. they get to sleep in their bed for sure. Now, before you make any Super Bowl 55 predictions or picks, 
Chiefs and Buccaneers game. It's time for FSP to do our annual Super Bowl breakdown. Let's kick things off with the quarterbacks. Who has the advantage and why? We'll kick things off with you, Weezy. I'm going to say Tom Brady has the advantage on this. Not not strip, not not because of talent. Uh, trust me, Patrick Mahomes is a talented quarterback can throw the ball from all over the field, on the run, behind his back, no look passes, all that. But Tom Brady, I trust him with the experience and where this team has grown this season. They're growing this season, and it's because of Tom Brady. It ain't Bruce Arians. It ain't. It, it's not. It's it, it's it's not the uh, offensive coordinator. It's Tom Brady, and this is what he do right here. He plays. He plays the best when they say he can't do something. He want to play without Belichick. He's motivated. Give me give me Tom give me Tom Brady in at, at the advantage of the quarterback position right now. I like that, and I like the way you, the motivation part. Here's the thing. It's like the Spider Man meme. When they point at each other, but this time one Spider Man is a little bit older than the other Spider Man. So this Spider Man got gray hair, the Spider Man still got a full head of hair. So Pat is the same way. Patrick Mahomes is the same way. Some idiots in the news media tried to compare Josh Allen to Patrick Mahomes last week. Patrick Mahomes took that personal throughout the game, let it be known he took it personal. And you see what happened to my beloved Buffalo Bills when that happened. So I see what you're saying, Weezy, but I think Patrick Mahomes sees this as our word. Y'all still think the old man got something on me? Let me show you that it's now my league, and that's what he's going to do. So I think the advantage is Patrick Mahomes. I agree, Jeff. I think Pat gets this advantage. It's just Brady, he's motivated. I get it. But at the end of the day, Father Time is undefeated. We saw Brady make a lot of uncharacteristic throws against the Packers because the rush got to him and he couldn't move. Patrick Mahomes can move. If they try to rush him, he can avoid the sack, make the crazy throws down the field. So I think this is just more so of a, a youth and age father time situation. If it was seven, eight, nine years ago, yeah, Tom Brady for sure, even if you put Pat Mahomes in here, because he has the experience. Pat Mahomes has won the Super Bowl too, but give me Pat Mahomes for the advantage. Yep. Um, me and Jeff's guy, Jameis Winston, looked very similar to Tom Brady in this NFC Championship game. What? Through three picks. I'm cutting this shit up. That's the only difference between the two. Tom Brady just made better decisions throughout the year, and Jameis made some bad ones. That is the difference between the quarterbacks right now at this age. Jameis Winston is just as good as Tom Brady right now. One hundred percent. He just doesn't have it between the ears to make the right decisions. That's it. At forty-three years old, however old he is, Tom Brady can't carry a team. That defense carried that team, dog. He's a special, special quarterback, which is in the system. Offense does put him in positions to make throws that he's capable of making. He can make those throws. Can't make all the throws. Patrick Mahomes is special, man. But the pressure is all on Patrick Mahomes. Tom Brady's playing with house money on Super Bowl 55, but give me an advantage to the Chiefs for sure. Let's move right along to the running backs. Who has the advantage at the running back position and why, Weezy? For this position, I'm I'm I'm, I'm giving it to the Chiefs. Um, it's not the rookie running back either. It's the it's the Williams guy. That he should have won MVP last year on the Super Bowl. Highly underrated. I think he won the X Factors of the game. 
Leonard Fournette's got a little old juice going, but and Ronald Jones is hurt. Ronald Jones is the best runner, but he's hurt. He's not 100. percent I like that. Now, Williams definitely had a big game last Super Bowl. Um, and it's definitely consistent, consistent in that backfield. It was a layer. I mean, he's got the talent. He hasn't done it all year. Um, and then you have uh, Le'Veon Bell, just in case, right? <laughs> just in case. Uh, Tampa Bay's running backs. I don't know what to say about them. Like they'll have a great game, and then you won't. I mean, it's not consistent from them. Like you said, Weezy Ronald Jones is hurt. So by default, I'm going to go with Kansas City with this. I'm going to go with a wash. Tell you why. Leonard Fournette has showed up lately. He scored a touchdown in all three playoff games of the Bucks since they've been in the playoffs. It was hilarious. He did return after missing three games with injuries, and he saw limited work. They got the extra week because it's Super Bowl, but we know those ankle injuries, they linger, especially when they're wrapping their hands around you and tackling you, so that's going to have an effect. Like Weezy mentioned, you know, he did have Darrell Williams, and they got Le'Veon Bell, like Jeff mentioned, to compliment him. But I think even though Ronald Jones is hurt, it's this kind of situation with uh, Edward Jalair. And Leonard Fournette has figured something out. I don't know what. I don't know if they're scheming. But he's been playing well these last games. So for that reason, I'm just going to call this one a wash. I got the bucks here, man. Leonard Fournette is playing for his life right now. He's playing for a contract. Really picked it up, like Locke mentioned, throughout the playoffs. Ronald Jones is a capable change of pace back. Cloud Edwards Hilaire would is supposed to be the best running back in this game, but he's just not playing up to snuff right now. If the Chiefs ever play Le'Veon Bell, I think it would give them more of a dynamic pass catcher in the backfield. You can work the clock protecting that lead, but with no Le'Veon, I gotta go with the Bucks right here, man. Moving right along to the receivers and tight ends. Who has the advantage and why? We, if we split them up to go receivers and like, and then had a tight end category, I may have done this differently. But since we're going to combine it, I'm going to go with the Bucks. Simply because you give me Godwin, you give me Evans, you give me old Scotty, then you throw in what's left of Gronk, you throw in Cameron Bray, that's a lot. Kansas City has when you when you name them off, they have number one and possibly number two when you throw Hill and Kelsey, but you don't bring in Nicole Hardman until after you name everybody else from the Bucks. Let's just be honest, or what's ever left of Sammy Watkins, whatever left of him. So with me, I'm going to if we're going to combine these two categories together, I'm going to go with the Bucks. Now, don't get me wrong, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, good, good. The the, the wide receiver core at at Tampa Bay. It's great. I want to go with the uh, wide receiver and tight end court at Tampa Bay. I'm going with two words. Travis, Kelsey. Hill and Evans, they cancel each other. Goodwin, Harvin, they cancel each other. Watkins, who will probably be back, he's going to cancel AB because AB hasn't been AB that he's been with Pittsburgh. Gronk, compared to Kelsey, Gronk can still be useful. We know that. But he's old. He cannot do the things that Travis Kelsey can do. He's the top tight end in the NFL. He broke the record with 1,400 yards, 1,416 to be exact in 2020. And he scored at least one touchdown in six consecutive games with two scores in the AFC Championship game. So I think Travis Kelsey gives the eggs to the Chiefs in this. This is where I have my tie, man. Both teams have elite offensive players on both sides of the ball. Chiefs have the best tight end in the game. Bucks have the best X receiver with Mike Evans. Chiefs are more of a dynamic Playmakers, game-breaking ability with Tyreek Hill, McCole Harmon, and the corpse of Sammy Watkins. 
it's just pretty even at the wide receiver and tight end position. If Gronk was Gronk, then it might be a different situation. But Cameron Bright plays really well. I think this is my watch, man. I'm going my watch re- with receivers and tight ends. Like you gave a lot of credit to Nicole Harmon comparing him saying he watches Chris Godwin, though. That's a lot of credit. That's a lot. Hey, man, because he going to make up. Well, never mind. We'll get to that. Let's move on to the offensive line. Jeff, we'll kick off things with you. Who has the advantage and why? Chiefs line is banged up. That's the, if, if not, I would go with them, but now they're banged up. Give me the Bucks. Give me the Bucks line up. They got they got to keep time up right upright. It's gonna be difficult, but they're gonna have to because if not, they're gonna, they're not gonna be in this game. You talk about pressure. The pressure's on the Bucks line more to me more than anything. They got to keep them upright. Yeah, I think the Bucks. I'm I'm, I'm going with the Bucks too because Eric Fisher's out. The Bucks line would be great. They got two rookies playing, but they they they've been doing good in the playoffs. Tom Brady got them boy coached up, and they know they can't you know they can't get on here because he's gonna cuss them out. They they know that. I gotta go with the Bucks also, man. The Chiefs, they the big thing is everybody knows is Fisher. Left tackle suffering that Achilles injury that hurt the Chiefs. That's that blind side of Pat Mahomes. So they're gonna have to insert somebody in who they didn't think was gonna have to play, which they got somebody, but the Bucks have most of their regular starting line. So I gotta go with the Bucks and give them the advantage. Yeah, that's a clean sweep, man. The Bucks, Tom Brady's been under pressure 24% of his drawbacks this season. That's the fourth best in the entire NFL. You got Tristan Wirfs. He's a rookie. He's already playing at an all-pro level. That's a real rarity. And Jeff can attest to that, that you see for an offensive lineman that's a rookie. With him and Marpet, it's cornerstones for that entire offensive line. No Mitchell Swartz. DuVernay Tarf isn't there. And now Eric Fisher not being there for the Chiefs, man. They are banged up. Bucks all the way with this one. Let's move right along to the defensive line. Weezy, who has the advantage and why on the defensive line? I think the Bucs got the advantage on this one. Uh, I, I said this last week in our exclusive show, and and uh, Animal Brown looked at me like I was crazy, and they sacked, <laughs> and they sacked Aaron Rodgers three times. Uh, they got Donkey Kong suit. They got Beater back. They got Jason Pierre-Paul with nine fingers, and they're doing great. More should be said about JPP. Continuing his career after that incident happened—that's a good point, Weezy. Like the fact that he's still playing and playing at a pretty decent level after that, yeah, with the special gloves and everything, it's pretty awesome to see. I think Locke had a wash, Jay had a wash. I think this is going to be my wash for the defensive line. I think more is riding on what Kansas City can do with their line. The more pressure that, because the more pressure they can produce, the easier this game becomes for their offense. So I think it's more riding on them, and I think Paul's – and I believe Kansas City is going to show up. But then, like Weezy said, across the board, the talent on Tampa Bay's defensive front, you know, that's a who's who of defensive linemen right there. They may be past their prime for some of them, like Sue or JPP, but you still respect their game, though. You respect their game. So I think to me, to me, this is the watch. I'm going to go with the Chiefs. I know the Bucs, they have Sue, like Jeff mentioned, but having Chris Jones, who is one of the top interior pass rushers, having a seven and a half sacks, gives them that advantage. And then you put in somebody like Frank Clark, who had two sacks in the SC Championship game. I think that gives the edge to the Chiefs. Not by a lot, because like Jeff mentioned, you got Pierre Paul, who's playing great still. But I got to go to Chiefs just because of Chris Jones. The Chiefs are paying two defensive linemen at least $20 million a year. And those are the men, the people that uh, Locke mentioned with Clark and Jones. Here's the thing. Jones has been playing pretty solid. But Clark, 
for the consistency of the entire year. He's been playing like shit. The ace in the hole for Tampa Bay's rush, Tampa Bay's defense was built off the rush. So JPP playing at a high level, Shaq Barrett playing at a high level, Vita Vea being back closer to 100%, and Sue still productive um, after his, you know, long, uh, tenuous NFL career, man. So I'm going with the Bucks on this one as well, man. It's a lot of Bucks wins right there, man. A lot of Bucks wins. It's been the It's a lot of Bucks wins. Let's move on to the linebackers. Hello. Uh, who has the advantage and why, Weezy? This should be unanimous across the board. The Bucks, right? I think this is where they're gonna win. This, this is where they're gonna win. This, win the game at. I think. I think. I think the Bucks linebackers can match up with 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 Travis Kelsey. Yes, it is true too, Jay. Yes, it is. Oh boy, you gonna that, that's that's the clip people gonna remember when this show airs in in Kansas City wins by two or more touchdowns. That's the clip they gonna remember right there. I ain't going by no two touchdowns, Jay. You crazy as hell. Mm, okay, we'll talk about that later. But um, I I agree. Tampa Bay on paper, their linebackers are probably better. Um, I think they're going. Their linebackers have to play better this week. Because if they don't do anything to Travis Kelsey or not or make it difficult for him to catch it, he's gonna go for 150. I'll go with the Bucks as well by default. Weezy, there's not one linebacker in the NFL that can guard Travis Kelsey. Sorry. Close, but not one. Not gonna happen. As good as Devin White is, he's become a superstar after getting 140 tackles and nine sacks. Levante David is playing like the former pro that he used to be. It's just the Bucks. It's not even close. The Bucks has the advantage for these linebackers. Yeah, even close. Levante David has been one of the more consistent pieces for the Bucks since 2012 when he entered the league. And they drafted Devin White to be his replacement. And Devin White finally found his way this year. Tampa Bay has the best middle linebackers that we've seen, I think, as far as a tandem since Patrick Willis and Navarro Bowman, man. Kansas City's been searching for a good coverage linebacker for a few seasons. They can't find it. That is the Chiefs' weakness. They don't have enough versatile players in the secondary to kind of mitigate a person that you can hold a tight end. Cameron Bray's going to run wild. Edmonds, and I love Edmonds. He was trying to guard Kelsey, and it was barbecue chicken. It was chicken. It was tough for the kid. So, yeah, man, advantage bucks for sure. Secondary, who has the advantage and why, Weezy? I feel like a home run on this one, but I, I, I'm going to go with the Bucks against secondary. They got two safeties. They The Bucks have two safeties right now that's playing out of their mind. They will make your ass fumble the football, and they're going to make somebody fumble the football. And the corners are just okay, but I like the safety help. I know I know they have the honey badger over there, but I like, I like the Bucks. You said it. They got the honey badger. He's like another coach on the field for Kansas City in that secondary. What they, I made a statement last week. I said, we got Stephon Diggs and they don't. They took Stephon Diggs away. That secondary did that. So I've got, if anybody can do that for that, for that, for what our offense was right there, anybody can do that. Give me that, give me that secondary and that scheme, whatever they're doing, give me that secondary. Pass the collection plate, Jeff. Pass it because Tyron Matthew is one of the best safeties in the league who can do it all. And he gives the Chiefs that edge. You needed him to come up into the box, make the tackle, he going to do it. You need him to guard somebody, he going to do it. You need to take the top off the offense, he going to do it. 
And that's what separates the Bucks and the Chiefs. Give me the Chiefs. I got to go with Weezy on this, man. The Bucks got the better secondary. Jamil Dean, Carlton Davis gave the Bucks impressive corner plays throughout this entire season. And then they did not expect Winfield to play the way that he's been playing as a rookie. You got Whiteheads playing. They'll be back healthy. Tyron Matthew drives that entire KC defense. There's no question about that. Just a lot of responsibility on him trying to slow down that potent offense of a lot of players. The Bucs have the better overall defense. That Chiefs secondary is just not enough, man. Not enough. Special teams. Who has the advantage of Wiwees? I'm going to go with Kansas City with special teams, even though I like um, I like suck up the the, uh, the place kicker for the Bucs. But Kansas City uh, – Special teams are more consistent. I'm going to go with Kansas City on that one. I go with Kansas City as well. As long as it's not a 33-yard kick, Bucker doesn't miss. As long as it's not 33 yards. He just he can't kick from 33 yards, though. So if they can give me 33, they got a shot. Anywhere else, he's not going to miss. So I'm going with Kansas City with Bucker and Hardman after that fumble. I mean, that's not going to happen all the time. Like, that's not something he's going to do consistently. Like we just said, fans have got the field. So give me the Chiefs. I agree, Jeff. PAT is not his, his strong point at all, but you have somebody that's almost just as fast as Tyreek Hill that you can put back there on punt return and kick return. Like you mentioned, he has been having those issues fumbling, not just this last game, but some games before that too. But I'm still going to put my chips on Hardman, so give me the Chiefs. Yep, I'm going with the Chiefs as well. Andy Reid's longtime special team coach, who is also his head assistant coach, uh, Dave Tao, is there, man give a chance to run his own team soon, but top five special team unit going with the Chiefs for sure. Now let's move on to the predictions, man. Super Bowl 55, the spread right now is Kansas City's favorite by three points. The over and under is 56 and a half. Who wins and why, Weezy? Uh, my money's on Tom Brady. Uh, on the money line, the win straight up. I don't think this game's going to come down to the first mistake. Who could capitalize? Like like last week, Tom Brady threw three interceptions. Aaron Rodgers couldn't score points after that. Aaron Rodgers threw an interception. Uh, Aaron Rodgers fumbled. I mean, they fumbled twice. Tom Brady scored points. I'm, I'm only with the Bucks and Tom Brady's experience in the Super Bowl, man. I can, I can understand why you do that, but I don't see how Kansas City can lose this. If they play Kansas City football, I just don't see Tom being able to make enough plays to score enough with them. That's all. Tampa Bay is on a dream season, dream run, but I think it stops here. And I do believe Kansas City wins by a touchdown or more. Reese, if everything you said, I'm going to go with the Chiefs. The Chiefs are going to be able to get that pressure on Brady and make him throw those uncharacteristic throws just like the Packers did. But just like you mentioned, the difference will be Kansas City is going to score on those turnovers. They're going to score touchdowns and not field goals. The Packers, they scored on them a couple of times, but they could not punch it in in the red zone. The Chiefs are going to score. So for that reason, I'm going to go with the Chiefs. The Bucs have the first true home field advantage in the Super Bowl. And their defense plays absolutely out of their mind on turf. Got impact players everywhere. Devin White, Shaq Barrett, Jason Pierre-Paul. Got the secondary. Bucks are 4-0 against the spread in the last four games as underdogs, man. I got to go with the defense. And you got shit to do with Tom Brady. Because you know Tom Brady didn't win that game. The defense won that game. Let's keep it a bean. Let's keep it a bean. The defense won that game. 
And I got the defense winning again. Bucks winning 26. It's hard to repeat. It's hard to repeat, dog. Can't go back to back in the NFL. That shit ain't happening. 27-24, Tom Brady. He's, hey, he's the great white hope, man. Oh, man, that hurts saying because I ain't never went with Tom Brady in the Super Bowl, dog. So I might be the bad luck. <laughs> 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 Let's move on to the prop bets, man. There's only one way to watch the Super Bowl with friends, family. <laughs> Not this year. Cold. Nope. A ridiculous amount of wagering on the most irrelevant parts of the game. Prop bets will make a national holiday very fun. It's a true celebration all the way down to Gatorade color and also the coin toss. Let's kick things off with how long will it take Jasmine Sullivan and Eric Church to sing the U.S. national anthem? Now, the over is a minute and 59 seconds. The under is under a minute and 59 seconds. What you got, Weezy? Over or under? I'm going to go over, man. Jasmine Sullivan's been a while since she's been out. It's going to be a lot of, ah, it's going to be a lot of, it's going to be a lot of emotion in that one. <laughs> long-winded. It's going to be a lot, a lot long-winded. Jasmine Sullivan ain't been out in a while. She got a new album. She going she gonna, she gonna to let the world know. It's gonna, I think I'm going over two minutes. Let me write that down. I'm putting that over two minutes. Yeah, I take the over. Just the runs, Jasmine Sullivan with the runs, with the America, uh, America's. Oh yeah, yeah, give it to me. Yeah, Jasmine, Jasmine Sullivan, over. This is easily going over. It's gonna be all kind of ad libs put on them notes. She's gonna be holding <laughs> long, high pitched notes. This this might be the easiest bet out of the all the prop bets, man. She's definitely gonna take over a minute and fifty nine seconds. Now, guys, I probably should have read this before. But the average length of the Super Bowl National Anthem over the past 25 years is a minute and 15 seconds. Yeah, I'm still taking the over. I'm still taking the over. Yeah, she's going to listen. Let's move right along to the coin toss. Heads or tails? Let me give you guys some, some facts really quick. Six of the last seven Super Bowls have been heads. The team losing the Super Bowl coin toss won 60% of the time. And head is the winning coin toss battle in the Super Bowl at a rate of 28 to 26. Heads or tails, fellas? Tails never fails, man. I'm going tails this year. Let me write that down to tails. Yeah, that, that's, six, that's six of the last seven years did it for me, tails. I didn't even need to hear that six of the last seven. I already had tails picked. I'm going heads, man. I'm going heads for sure. Bet you is. I'm going heads for sure. The bad luck going to strike twice. Let's move right along to any offensive or defensive lineman to score a touchdown. Yes, it's plus 800. No, it's minus 2,000. Wheezy, yes or no? The odds are great, but I'm going to go no. I ain't going to mess with that one. Yeah, it's a prop bet. You put a little $10, $15 on it just to have a good time. And I got KC doing a tackle eligible throw on the goal line. Give me Uh a Yes. I like that, Jeff. That's that's right up uh Benjamin's and every trick book. I like that. I like that. But I'm still gonna go no. Jeff knew in week three, Eric Fisher caught a touchdown against Baltimore. Only reception of the season. So even with that being said, Eric Fisher ain't there, and that's who they practiced it with. No, it ain't happening. What about what about a tip pass and somebody catching one of the big offensive line catcher or defensive line catcher? It's a no for me, dog. Hey, man. Every time a lineman scores a touchdown, an angel gets his wings. That's all that matters to me. So we good. That's right, Jeff. 
Moving on to the next prop bet. Final play of the game to be a quarterback, Neil. Yes, it's minus 200. No, it's plus 159. What you got, Weezy? I'm going to go no. I'm, it's going it's to come down to a last play or somebody got to catch a first down or something like that. I'm going to go no. I don't think this game comes down to a last play, but I don't see the last possession being very meaningful. So it won't be a kneel down. It'll be somebody that's down by a couple of touchdowns or a touchdown, just trying to get down the field to make a presentable, representable. So, yeah. God, a couple. You got to lose about a couple of touchdowns. That's wild. I'm going to go with yes on this one. I think the team that's going to be down is not going to score the last possession. The defense is going to get the stop, and then they're going to kneel to go home. So I'm going to go with yes on this one. Yeah, man, both of these quarterbacks – Terrific managers of the clock. So I 100% agree. Yeah, this is definitely going to have a quarterback kneel situation. Moving on to the Super Bowl MVP. Quarterbacks, minus 150 and non-QB is plus 500. And the Super Bowl MVP has gone to a quarterback 55% of the time in the Super Bowl over the past 15 years. That number has climbed to 66%. Quarterback, non-quarterback, Weezy. Non-quarterback. I think it's going to be a running back this year. I'm probably wrong, though, but hey. <laughs> it's going to be a running. I'm going non-quarterback as well. Uh, wide receiver. Wide receiver one from the winning team. Whatever the winning team would be, wide receiver one. Uh, I'm going to stick with the script here. I'm going to go quarterback MVP for sure. It's going to be spread around. And the quarterback is going to have all those touchdowns, all those yards. So I'm going to go quarterback. I'm going non-QB, and it'll be a defensive player. What if Antonio Brown wins MVP? It'll never happen. And last but not least, the granddaddy of them all, what color liquid will be poured on the winning coach of Super Bowl 55? Colors are orange, plus 150, red, plus 225, lime green or yellow, plus 250, clear, water, plus 800, blue, plus 800, and purple is 1,000. Here's some facts. Orange has been the most popular Gatorade color dumped on a winning coach in the past 20 Super Bowls, 25% of the time. Four of the last 20 Super Bowls had no Gatorade dump at all. 75% of those were with the Patriots. Bill Belichick was not going for that. What color liquor will be poured? Well, there will be Gatorade poured because nobody's, nobody's a part of people like Bill, Bill Belichick. I'm going to go clear. I'm going with the odds plus 800. I'm going clear. Give me the red for plus 225. Sticking with the old faithful. Give me the blue for the plus 800. Because I bleed blue. You bleed blue? <laughs> I'm going with Jeff. Nah. Nah, I'm going to go lime green, yellow plus 250. Oh, shit. That won't happen. Take that bet off. I ain't betting that shit. Right, hey, hey, we you know it is happening Super Bowl Sunday though. What's that? Them wings going on that grill. Ooh, on the grill. God, I missed that. You know, I've watched the last maybe four or five Super Bowls at Locks House. Yeah, not nah, for sure. It ain't been the last three years, I tell you that. Nah, it hasn't been the last three. But before that, it was a run. It was a run. Yeah, boy, it was a run. 
Ah, dog, man. Hey, those probably it's something to pay attention to. That's cool. I'm excited about keeping an eye on those. But 100%, man, we appreciate it, everybody. Hey, man, seven years of anything, y'all. Hell of a run. Long time. This is what I'm trying to tell you. A lot of people don't have seven episodes. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Right. Phone seven years. No one needs either. What needs? A lot of phone calls. What needs? You make your job harder than what it could be, though. I ain't had a call with Lock yet. Yeah, I bet you have. I, I totally believe that. I bet you have. You had a phone call with Jeff. Jeff, you had a phone call yet? Ah, yeah, I get it. I get a couple. <laughs> I, get, I, I go rogue a little bit sometimes. You know, we got, yes, we got, we got, we got, yes, you. <laughs> and we're gonna have to post these for sure, man. After a few days after this episode is aired, so you guys can compare our predictions for these things. Yeah, yeah. Any bets? Anybody want to make any bets? I got, I got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Here you go. I'm just asking. Here you go. No. Okay, that's fine. I ain't gonna put pressure. <laughs> yeah, so, you know what we can do, Weezy, is uh, what can we do? They got some stuff. I saw it on the Instagram ad, and you can get a little bit more color. <laughs> in your eyebrows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fucked up. I, I I don't have eyebrows. That's crazy. <laughs> I did not know that. To this like, light, tweet us with your question. Light shines right. It light shines on you, brother. Yeah, man. Uh, that's that. I ain't gonna sleep. That's, that's disappointing. I found that. Tweet, that's tweet disappointing. us with your questions. Look at this shit. <laughs> Follow Full Sport Press. Don't forget to comment. Give us a thumbs up. I'm more thumbs up. Next week oh. I'm gonna have. I'm gonna fix this shit. Next week I'm gonna have eyebrows. I bet you will. You gonna get them. You gonna color them joints in. I'm just saying, next, I'm not gonna go out. Yeah, Beijing eyebrows. You, 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 gonna, go you know, you I'm can tattoo going. your eyes now. You can tattoo them. Joints. I'm not going out with, with your no questions and no eyebrows. I'm, I'm having one with two. You ain't gonna have what ways? I'm not gonna go out with no teeth and no eyebrows. I'm going. I, I gotta have one or two. Damn that. Hey, Tony, man, yeah. please write and subscribe. Please. Please. Don't forget to tell a friend. To tell a friend. Tell a friend. Tell a friend that got eyebrows, man. But not Wheezy. Wheezy! Everything paid for, even eyebrows. Not your eyebrows. Not your eyebrows. You didn't pay for those. Coach Lock. Get a drummer song, man. Yeah. As we find out every week, the camera's always on, brother. Damn right. What? Is that, is that from going in the oven and getting some I, I don't know where the fuck you burnt them off. You know, burnt them off, for sure. You remember Hannah Storm? She was cooking and her shit went woo. And her shit, yeah, it was, uh, the revolution will be podcasted. We are out. Life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. Thank you for listening to the Full Sport Press Podcast. To catch up on prior episodes, visit the SoundCloud page. And don't forget to tell a friend to tell a friend. The revolution will be podcasted.